How are you guys doing out there tonight? This is Latrice, Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. And tonight is October the 15th, a.k.a. Halloween Kills Night. <laughs> and I'm sure all of you have been uh, have been storming the theaters um, watching that movie. Uh, and, and it probably will be on my podcast. One of these days, you know, uh, uh, either uh, next year or the year after. But it is going to be on my podcast. Uh, but, but tonight, tonight, me and my guests are discussing the 1992 uh, classic horror film Sleepwalkers by Stephen King. Tonight, I have with me uh, Christy Escu Morris. Say hi, Christy. Matt Latz, who you guys know and love. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and Marlene Miller is back tonight. How are you, Marlene? I'm great. How is everyone? I am good. How is everybody? Matt, how are you doing in Colorado? For all my listeners, Matt has moved to Colorado. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> Yes, I've made a big, big journey. I'm, I'm very uh, happy about this move. I'm also very cold. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, but we're still happy. Yes, yes. I, I was going to say, aside from the cold, I'm sure the, I'm sure you're probably all smiles. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Christy, how have you been, my love? My love, you have not done, uh, I think it's been since January. Yeah, it's been the a The beginning long time. of this I year, I think. You and be like, what time do we start? It's been yeah. so long since I did So, um, I've been doing good. Um, just hanging in there, you know. Uh, um, but overall, I can't complain. I guess, ma'am. I don't think any of us can. I know I can't complain at all. Um, and, uh, no, not at all. Not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> not at all. Well, guys, before we start talking about sleepwalkers, I have um, uh, just um, one little thing to take care of, and that is um, a, a, another grouper's reaction. And that what what that is because uh, you uh, I don't think I've told you guys what I do um, now at the start of every show. Well, if I um, if I see a comment from um, another group, um, see what happens is this: I always um, uh, place my uh, uh, group. Um, or my podcast on another group, and uh, what what I do is um like um last last week I did phantasm right, so um I put a phantasm uh, on every horror group page that I could think of, <laughs> or that I have on my um you know that I have on my Facebook, and so I always find like at least one comment that actually stands out to me and I just and, and a comment that I love or has made me laugh or something like that 
And so I, I, I t- told myself, you know what, when that happens, I'm going to, you know, uh, broadcast it um, when I have, when I do my podcast. Um, this time it came from, from um, uh, uh, horror movies of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s group. And uh, uh, the name of the guy is Rodney Gilbert. And he said, uh, and this is for Phantasm. He said, I saw this for the first time at the theater when I was nine. Friday the 13th Part 2, or or, I'm sorry, Friday the 13th Part 1 was also playing. He says, I love the artwork and, and the Phantasm poster. So I convinced my parents to take me to see it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, he says, it didn't scare me since I had uh, uh, watched other horror films, but I was fascinated by the tall man and the sphere, etc. I loved the ending too. No one in the audience saw that coming. I, I, I liked that comment, so I had to write it down and I had to Give him a shout out. So, Mr. Rodney Gilbert, if you're listening, I thank you for commenting on my Phantasm status. That's an awesome comment. Yeah, uh, Phantasm's a wild movie. Um, It is. I think I saw it when I was 13, and it it really kind of like, yeah, it it struck struck a chord. Definitely struck a chord. Good movie. Yeah, I thought I thought it was okay. Now my guests um last week they loved it. Um, except for my fiance Bryant. <laughs> Bryant did not like it. <laughs> uh-huh. At all. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I saw it as a I saw it as a kid, so it was pretty scary to me the tall man. Oh yeah, the tall man. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. He loved the tall man though. He lo- he he said the tall man had swagger. <laughs> which he did. <laughs> Uh, and you know who else has swagger? Who's that? Charles Br- Brady. <laughs> oh, you know what? From Sleepwalkers. Great transition. <laughs> yes, Charles Brady from Sleepwalkers, y'all, has some really good swagger. And so, okay, so what do we think of Sleepwalkers? I'll let y'all go first before y'all, before I tell y'all what I think. Uh, Marlene, what do you think of Sleepwalkers? I, I really like Sleepwalkers because uh, I really like the, uh, the main song, Sleepwalker. Right. Yeah. And Matt, how about you, sir? How do you feel about Sleepwalkers? This is one of those that like came out when I was a kid, like preteen. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I used to watch it on TV all the time, so it holds like some nostalgia for me. But be watching it in my forties, I was like, oh, well, this, is, <laughs> this is um, this is different. And this is interesting. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I guess I picked up on some things that I hadn't noticed before or things that I didn't even remember. So, but still an enjoyable experience. Do I think it's a good movie? Not necessarily. Yeah, no. Do no. I enjoy it? 
do I enjoy it and is it fun? Absolutely. Yes, yes. I would agree with you. And, and Christy, how about you, hon? How do you feel about Sleepwalkers? So I would say that it's one of those that's so bad it's good. Yeah. yeah. Like it's one of those like super cheesy ones that I love. And it's so funny because whenever I think of this movie, and I know we're going to talk about like your favorite kills, but I always think of, oh, yeah, that's the one where that guy got killed with a corn on the cob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on the group page today. Did you guys see it? I put, I put it up on the group yeah. page. You know, every I've been putting a, a music video on the group page like every single day, you know, for um, October, you know, like horror movie, you know, if it's associated with a horror movie or just a horror song in general, I've been putting, putting it on the group page. Go check it out. It's on the group page. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with you. Uh you and that and Marlene, I um uh I, I think of it as a movie that it that that's just full of nostalgia you know you you watch this movie and you think oh yeah that you know that happened you know and like wow and but also like you said that you know you pick up on things that you didn't see, you know, uh, and like I was saying before, you know, a, a lot of things happened in this movie that went right over my head when I was younger, you know, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, so you, said, you said this came out in 92, in 92, yeah, 1992, I was 12, I was, um, my, I, I was in the eighth grade oh yeah i was in eighth grade yeah or no seventh grade i'm sorry i was in the seventh grade so there were definitely some things that went over my head Mm -hmm. definitely well well i was a senior in high school so i caught all of the stuff (laughs) what the heck is going on in this movie what am i watching Yeah. Okay. Actually, it was my favorite until the one he does that the cameo he has in it, Chapter Two. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Now that is iconic. That was a that was a great one too. But this one has been one of my all time favorites for years of his cameos. Uh, it's just so bonkers. He's so off the wall. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yes. I'm not responsible for these kids coming over here to take this. <laughs> I, I, I love it when, you, but you know, know what? I, I love it when the writers of the, uh, you know, the novels, you know, such as Stephen King and even Stan Lee would do it too, make cameos on, you know, when they did the movies. You know, I, I love that. That's a very good Easter egg, in my opinion. 
Oh, absolutely. I think it's, it shows how much they enjoy their work and their, yes. you know, and their fandom. And I think that that's, you know, they deserve to enjoy that. Yes, sir. I wonder, I kind of wonder if he, if it wasn't a little bit political too, because, you know, at that time, um, people were still like real sketchy about like anything that was horror related or anything that was creepy. They were still like, you know, it's the devil and him coming. Oh, honey, they do that now. Responsible for these teenagers (laughs) and their behavior. I wonder if that was also kind of like his way of saying, look, I'm not responsible for what these crazy kids do with that. (laughs) That's good. Now that's good. That uh, that is uh, something to ponder because, uh, and even now, because they say it now too, like, oh, you know, this is the devil's work and so demonic and, and, you know, and, and they're right. It is demonic, but there's so much stuff that you can learn from these movies. Even this movie, as crazy as it is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. So what, who, who is everybody's favorite character? Um, Matt, we'll go to you first, hon. Who is your favorite character on Sleepwalkers? Um, Andy, the, 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 the police officer and his cat, Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clovis. Clovis. Uh, yes. Clovis. I'm sorry, not, not Rufus. Clovis. Yes. Uh, no, they were the best. They were the best characters in the whole, in the whole movie. Uh, besides Stephen King's gravekeeper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he was just like, I remember being a kid and his death just being so heartbreaking to me. He oh, was my yes, favorite, favorite yes. In the movie. Yeah. Because um, I thought he was going to come in and save the day. And, and it just broke my heart when he did. <laughs> yes, I understand. I understand completely. He was a good character, though. He was completely a good character. And Marlene, who was your uh, favorite character in Sleepwalkers? I I was going to have to agree with uh, Clovis. Yes. Clovis was the hero. Clovis was the good boy. And he was the hero of the film. He was. Yes, he was. And Christy, who was your favorite character in Sleepwalkers? Um... So I would definitely have to agree that I did absolutely love Clovis. And I love the idea that the cats were the heroes and the protectors. Because you usually see dogs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I was I was always a cat person. Um, I like dogs now, but back in high school, I was solidly a cat person. So that <laughs> was cool. But I would say of the other human characters... I actually rewatching it. I really liked the mom. Um, I thought she was interesting, and um, she was kind of like the embodiment of evil. Um, yeah. Because I felt like you know there was a point when Charles was thinking about like leaving her or not doing this anymore, and there was definitely a point when he didn't want to kill Tanya. Yeah. And. She was really the one that was the catalyst to like, no, you have to do this. Um, right. And was the one that came after everybody after he died. Um, so I thought she was very interesting as a villain. 
Yeah, I, I I understand your logic on that because my favorite character <laughs> is actually Charles, Charles Brady. Everything that you said is why I do, I, I was very fascinated with Charles. And plus, I mean, doesn't it hurt that Brian Cross was such a cutie too? I mean, Brian Cross was handsome and he really... <laughs> And he played that to his advantage in this movie. And uh, um, I liked how charming he was, you know, because if we didn't know that he was a homicidal and human being, he would have, I mean, he would have been a great boyfriend for Tanya. I'm just saying. <laughs> I could see them going off and having lots of babies. But, no, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and and let's face it, the devil comes to us not in horns and a pigtail. He comes to us as a, a child of light. You know, he you think that he's all right until he's not. You know. Yep. So <laughs> so, and, and in that sense, you know, I have to give Brian Cross uh his props. Because he actually played that role to the T, you know. I so so I have to say that yeah, I I really liked uh, Charles, uh, not the demon Charles, but the Charles that was that was hiding his demon side. If, if that makes any sense, because. Yeah. <laughs> And like you said, Christy, I mean, you know, it was it, he was intriguing as a villain. He just was, you know. Not not that I condone what he did, <laughs> but he was just very intriguing as a as a villain. So, and well, who was everybody's least favorite character? And uh, Miss Christy will go to you uh, first for this question. Uh, who was your least favorite character in Sleepwalkers? Oh my god, the idiot sheriff, the like county sheriff, <laughs> came in and was like a complete d bag. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but I think it was Ron Perlman that was playing that character too. Yes, it that's it another thing. Perlman. I could not yeah. believe how young Ron Perlman yeah, looked. Right? Oh my gosh, he I looks know. so young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he plays like bizarro characters so well because he just like goes for it. He doesn't hesitate. And oh my gosh, I hated that guy. I just wanted to punch him so bad. You know what movie? What other Stephen King movie I just um came across? I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. It was on um it came on uh, ABC um, back in 2006. It's called Desperation. Have you guys seen oh, that? Yeah, I read the book. I, I read the book and saw the movie. The movie is on the roof. I've seen, yeah, some of the movie and it was okay. Yeah, it, it's on the Roku channel. Uh, uh, if you have the Roku, uh, turn to the Roku channel. Uh, uh, yeah, the Roku streaming station. It's on there. And he he plays the cop on there too, but he's the villain, you know. He's like possessed, 
you know, the, and, and I'm like, yeah, oh, he is, he is tech in that. Yep, it? he's tech. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, and it, it is, uh, it is an okay movie. It's not a very good movie, but it is an okay movie. And, it's and a pretty good adaptation of the book. Yes. Not yes. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. And, uh, and the only reason why, why I brought it up is because Ron Perlman also looked young in that movie, too. <laughs> oh, how funny. Younger, yeah. <laughs> he looks so young. And, and I mean, not that, I mean, because I think he's like, what, in his 60s now? In his late 60s, I think. Uh, I, I'll have to look it up, but yeah, but he, uh, and well, uh, he was in at Texas Frightmare Weekend in 2019. Oh, was it 2018? I'm sorry, it was 2018. It was the first year that me and Brian had went. Okay. Yeah, it was 2018. He wasn't there the year I went. No, no, he sure wasn't. No, he wasn't. But he was there in 2018. I, I, I didn't meet him, but we walked like right past him. <laughs> he was taking pictures with um, with uh, some fans of his, and me and Brian walked right. right past him. Nice. Yep. So I walked right past Clay Walker. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Marlene, who is your least favorite uh, character? Name, but the one from Beetlejuice, the teacher. Oh, oh yes, I, 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 Mr. Fallows. I, 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 I don't know why he had such a problem with. Uh, yeah, that was never discussed. He just automatically didn't like him, and then he was yeah. looking into his background. And but here's the thing, though: Have you guys seen the trailer for Sleepwalkers? I put it on the uh, group page um, last weekend. Uh, uh, in the trailer, it says. That the the teachers all respect him. I didn't see any respecting going on. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> so, so the trailer lied to us, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. Uh, and Matt, who is your least favorite character? Starstruck young girl looking for love, and we all identified with Tanya when we were younger. That's why we liked this movie. But I just wanted to be like, I just wanted to shake her and be like, "Girl, wake up, right. girl." <laughs> <laughs> like, he, there were some big red flags. There were actually. Yep. And I wanted her to see them. <laughs> she did not. And even after, like, he attacked her, she, you know, like, I guess in most movies, once, like, the first attack happens, they start getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. And and she just, she just got weaker and weaker as the movie, you know, went on. And if it hadn't been yeah. Lobis, she probably would have died. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There just wasn't a whole lot of growth to her character. In fact, I feel like she retracted in character as Went on. Yeah, I I, I feel you, Matt, because I think maybe her mother 
had more growth than she did. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> um, well, my least favorite character is actually Mary Brady. <laughs> I didn't like the mother for all the things that you mentioned, um, Christy. You know, she was the catalyst to you know uh, to Charles living that way and acting that way, acting out and trying to kill Tanya and everything like that. She was the one who wanted it to happen. She was the one pushing him, you know, to do this. Because, uh, uh, like you said, Christy, I, I don't think that Charles wanted to, per se, at first. But then, you know, I think he started to think about it. You know, my mom's going to be left all alone. I have to do this. You know, so, so yeah, I, I really didn't like Mary Brady's character. Uh, so what's everybody's favorite scene of the movie? And uh, Marlene, we'll go to you first for this one, huh? Uh, what was your favorite scene if you're able to talk to us? My favorite scene, let me, uh, I'm, I guess the, uh, is what intrigued me the most was probably the opening scene when they had all them like cats hanging. It's also my least favorite too, but I'm uh, like, yeah. how did what happened there? Like, uh, yeah, it, it looks super messy. It looks super messy there, and then like, what? I just, I'm just wondering what took place there. Oh, I right. Notice all these cats getting hung up. And- <laughs> it would have been nice for them to. Uh, that's another thing about this movie, though. Um, there were lots of how do you say uh plot holes in this movie yeah because there's some things that they didn't uh expand on when they should have right and that being one of them you know the cats you know all all we see from the beginning is well somebody hates cats because, you know, they're strung up, they're killed in all these gruesome ways. But we don't know why. And even throughout the movie, I mean, all we get is they're scared of cats. But we don't really know why they're scared of cats. Um, I think it is because the cats can see through their disguise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they can see them for what they really are. Wow. Um, yeah, that's that's a, true. Apparent. Yeah, but apparently, whatever is in the cat saliva is also like damaging to them. Apparently. Well. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I uh, yeah. Well, if, you, if you look, I was gonna say if you look at the very beginning, they have like the the paper like from the old book that kind of explains who they are and what they are and that their only natural enemy is is a cat the cats are poisonous or deadly to them for whatever reason um so but you have to read that page and it's literally at the very very beginning of the movie oh yeah uh, yeah you're right mm-hmm. yeah because they give uh, they give you the definition 
of the Sleepwalker. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They sure do. Yeah. And well, Christy, what's your favorite uh, scene of the movie? Um, I would have to say either the scene with uh, Stephen King, his his cameo, because that. Oh uh, yeah, really you did say that. Yep. But my second favorite, even though I hated that character so bad, was when the sheriff is in the house and like everything starts going crazy outside and he's like screaming <laughs> That scene was hilarious too. So those those two were quite entertaining to me. <laughs> yes. And Matt, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene? Um, I liked the car chase. Oh yeah, the car chase um, was good. Yeah, yeah, I had I had a good time with cars chase, and then when when the cat popped up and his face changed and um, it turned into that thing that looked like one of the minions from the gate. Yes. Um, yes, <laughs> and then yeah, it was just it was fun. It was exciting. It was a fun moment. Good time. It was good time. You know what my favorite part is? You uh, you guys are probably going to think that I'm crazy or weird. But I loved when all the cats in that whole town came together and just started running towards their house. I said, oh, they about to tear their butts up. And they were led by Clovis. Did you guys see that? They were led by Clovis. It's like Clovis said, yeah. come on, y'all. See, see, they done killed my master. They done killed the wrong one. <laughs> come on, y'all. We about to do this. We about look, look, some of us might not make it, but we about to do this. <laughs> That's what Clovis said. <laughs> so... That was my favorite part. Every time I see that part, I'd be like, go, Clovis. <laughs> well, what is everybody's least favorite part uh, or least favorite scene? Uh, Christy, Christy, we'll go to you uh, first for this one. Uh, what's your least favorite scene uh, on Sleepwalkers? So, in rewatching it, um, I have to say my least favorite scene is actually the last scene. Because I felt like it was just left. It was like, okay, terrible, horrible carnage. Everything's terrible. Her parents are dead. She's sitting in this car with the cat. She's got the cat. She's like, it's just you and me, Clovis. Okay, well, what are you going to do now? Like, right. <laughs> it was weird. I felt like it was very unfinished. Um, so I was not a big fan of how they ended that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, is, so is, is that your least favorite scene too, Matt? No, uh, no. My least favorite scene um, is the incestual uh, sex scene. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That fairly, of course, fairly early in the film. Like I know these actors are related, but still, <laughs> yeah. yeah just the thought that they are. Supposed to be mother and son, and they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. That was super gross. Yeah, pretty gross. Pretty yeah, gross. Yeah, 
I, I have to agree with that, Matt. <laughs> and Marlene, how about you, hon? Uh, what was your least favorite uh, scene in Sleepwalkers? Let me see. Oh, yeah. I guess I said it was the cat scene in the beginning, too. But, yeah, any any of the time that they were, like, making out, doing the deed, I was just like, ah, no, it's cr- cringe. <laughs> Come on now. I know. That's right. Yeah. And that, that is my least favorite. <laughs> my favorite role, too. My, um, my least favorite scene. But also my least favorite like, what's scene. What's the point? Right. Right. And see, that's well, another you're thing. Not pr- uh, procreate, so. Right, exactly. And, and see, and that's another plot hole that they didn't. I mean, that they didn't. That Stephen King didn't mention. Like, why are they just having sex with each other? Do they not? Can they not go out? And can she not go out and get a husband? Or can he not go out and get a girlfriend? You know. This is something that we think, didn't really know. I think they are looking. I think they are looking for other sleepwalkers because he was. Remember, Charles was like, "I think we're the only ones," and she's like, "No, I can tell there's more." And I don't know. So maybe it's yeah. kind of settling. Like, well, you're here and I'm here, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they're like, "Why not?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But but yeah, uh, my my least favorite part is that, of course. But I, I also hate it, uh, just like you said earlier, Matt. I I hate it when um, when Charles kills Andy, and, and um, uh, Clovis, uh, the way Clovis lay just lays on him, as as if to say, "Daddy, wake up, get up." You know, I, I hate. Oh. Awful. Yes, just, it just tears me to pieces. But to be fair, anytime that that happens in a movie, it tears me to pieces. Like, uh, have you uh, have you guys seen um, the movie um, The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis? I yes. Yes, I have. Uh, remember, remember the scene where the guy kills the cop and his and the dog comes up to him and start sniffing him, you know, to, to see if he's yeah. okay and stuff. Yeah, that that gets me every single time. Fair. So. That's fair. It's, yeah, so. Uh, <clears throat> uh, my next question is, oh, um, now I, I forgot to uh, uh, send this in the message to you guys but uh, my uh, my next question is um who was your fa- uh what was your favorite kill scene or what kill scene did you guys think was more creative um uh Marlene we'll go to you um first for this one um what which kill scene was more creative in your opinion or which one do you did you just like I'm sure everyone likes the uh, the corn cob scene. Oh yeah. Um, I guess I would have to say uh, probably 
the the teacher scene where he's like, yeah, people should learn how to keep their hands to themselves, and here's yours. Yeah, yes, yeah. That that was a good, now that was a good kill scene. Um, and the, I guess the fear he had to and gave that guy. And, yeah, yes. Cool. <laughs> I'll tell you what I like about that scene in just a minute. Uh, uh, Matt, um, same question. Um, what which kill scene uh was more creative to you, and you know, or which kill scene did you like the best? I mean, I'd have to agree with the teacher. The corn cob scene is is fantastic and iconic as well. Um, but I did I liked I liked uh the the English teachers, yeah, death and the, the whole hand pun joke and it was it's it's very out of pocket for uh stephen king to try to write puns and it's it's so it's memorable yes i agree and, and christy how about you what was your uh favorite death scene or what your or uh most creative uh kill scene or you know just your favorite Um, my favorite is probably Charles's death because he it took him a long time to die. He didn't just instantly die. Yeah. And I was like, yep. This is what you get. This is what yeah. You get from it was like a very slow, painful like, oh. death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I That's right. That's right. Even though he was my favorite character, when she, when the way he dies was just so spot on. And I did like that. Yeah. I, I, I do think that uh, because, uh, um, the way he looked, the pros, the prosthetics they used and everything like that, that, oh my gosh. Uh, for it to be an early nineties movie, come on. That was good. But what, but what I really liked about, what really cracked me up about the teacher's death was the fact that, you know, he, he, he's running through the woods and, you know, he's, he's holding his hand and, and, and he goes, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, dude, you're way past that. <laughs> you know, he, he's running away and he's like right. saying, I'm sorry. But, and I, and I have to say this too. And this was another thing that went over my head when I was younger. That man was a pedophile. I totally picked up on that this time too. I, I didn't pick it up on it the first time I watched the movie. Yep. This time I was like, it didn't Wait a minute. It, it, what is he saying? When he yep. said, I don't want money. And I was like, oh, that's gross. Uh huh. That's a that's I'm not sure which was grosser, the mother son sex or him. Yeah. And I think they're neck and neck. I mean, I, I'm telling you guys, that went over my head when I was younger. But when I rewatched this on Pluto this week, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. He he just tried to solicit sex from him. So, yeah, this movie was pretty messed up. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe it, guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Stephen King, and I love 
um, the director um, who directed this movie is Mick Garris. I forgot to mention that um, earlier on. But uh, uh, I love both of them. I mean, Mick Garris has directed a lot of Stephen King movies, including The Stand. You know, he directed The Stand. He directed the the remake of The Shining. So I I I'm a big Mick Garris fan as well as oh, yeah. a big Stephen King fan. Uh, but this movie is just all kinds of messed up. strange one for sure but but i have to say i agree with you christy where when you say that we didn't get a good we didn't get the best ending i think they could have made a part two to this they could have and they should have made a part two just to expand on why or where or and, and you know, and Tanya could have been Tanya and Clovis. It could have been them two. Or even a prequel. A, yeah, a prequel too. Yeah, a prequel would have sufficed. Yep. But they, I don't know. Um, who, you know, funnily enough, I was actually doing a little research about this film, and uh, as a as far as a sequel was concerned, Tabitha King, Stephen King's wife, did a treatment on the script to do a sequel, but it never got picked up. Yep. As a matter of fact, I have that as one of my fun facts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oops. oh, no, no, no. You're fine, Matt. You're fine. No. I, I, uh, uh, and, uh, well, it's my fault. I, I'm the one who brought it up. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, 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 no. But no, but with good reason, though, because, I mean, it's like what we've been saying. This movie has a whole lot of plot holes, and it it didn't end. I mean, it ended openly. I mean, it, it, you could have had a, a sequel from what they, you know. I mean, like Tanya says, it's you and me, Clovis, just you and me. So, what they could have done was made a Sleepwalkers 2 where Tanya and Clovis are going on this massive road trip trying to find Sleepwalkers. I mean, she knows what to look for. Yeah. So, they they could have they, they could have done that. Yeah. But they dropped the ball. <laughs> they dropped the ball on it. Um Let's see. So, okay. Now, in the messages, I uh, I asked all all of you, why do you guys think that, you know, they um, uh, target young girls and everything? But I think they did say the answer to that within the movie. I think it was because um, they just needed to feed and and they needed uh, a pure uh, soul to do it. Now, my question is this, though, guys. So are we dealing with another form of vampires? What what do you guys think? Are we dealing with another form of vampires? Uh, Christy, uh, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? Um, I do think it is kind of like a vampire because it seems like they're, like, 
basically killing them by draining their, yeah. their life essence, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it they did very clearly stipulate that it had to be someone who was pure. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it is interesting um, as to, you know, how they actually do it. But it is kind of a form of vampirism. It really is. It, yeah, because... I mean, when I was younger, what I was thinking is maybe they are just demonic cats. You know, I, I was thinking maybe they were cats, but in a, a, a demonic form of them. But then what, re-watching it this week, I'm like, no, no. Maybe they are a, just a different kind of vampire. I, I don't know. Matt, what's your opinion on that? I think it was definitely their like um, almost almost like uh, succubi or incubi. Um, they were definitely like a uh, an energy or a life force vampire. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I mean. It was that or demons, but they were definitely feeding off of life force. So I would definitely say that makes it some sort of a vampire. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Marlene? What what do you say about it? I, I think it does say that in the opening credits too. I think it does say it's like vampire like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Now that I now that I remember, I'm thinking back. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So yeah, y'all's right on the mark. I'm sure. And yeah, because um, I mean the way, but the way they they looked when they transformed, they didn't look like a vampire. They looked like a cat, like a hellish cat. That's what they look like. Yeah, but who's to say what a vampire really looks like? Yeah, that's true too. That is true too. Well, uh, this um, brings me to my last question, which is my deep question: uh, How does Sleepwalkers pertain to the Bible? And you know, even uh, I mean. It doesn't, uh, to me, it doesn't really pertain to the Bible much at all. But, but I did um, uh, pick out a, a scripture that deals with incest, uh, <clears throat> and it kind of fits this uh, movie. Uh, Leviticus eighteen uh, verses six and seven says, "None of you shall approach anyone." who is near of kin to him um, to uncover his nakedness. I am the Lord. The nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother, you shall not uncover. She is your mother. You shall not uncover, uh, you shall not uncover her nakedness. And I think we can all agree, which we did, we did agree that the scenes where the uh, where the mother and the son were having relations was just sick. Uh, but I also believe that's what I, I do think that's what Stephen King wanted to convey. Uh, sleepwalkers are not a god, so of course they don't follow conventional rules, you know. Uh, but uh, nor are they real in any capacity. So thank God for that too. 
<laughs> but uh, what do you guys, what do you guys um, think about uh, that question? If you guys even want to answer, if you guys don't want to answer, that is fine. You know how I am about that. Uh, Chris, Christy, uh, what's your opinion, huh? Uh, how do you, how does it pertain to the Bible in your opinion? And a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of horror movies fall into this um, uh, oh. genre of being like a morality tale. Oh, most definitely. I say that all the time. Right, exactly. Um, but weirdly, this one's kind of backwards because it's like if you are pure, you're you're the one that's kind of they're coming for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think kind of all of these are the the kind of fall under that morality tale. Like, if you do these things or follow these rules, you can potentially survive. You can make it through. Um, and that's very, you know, I think it's interesting that you chose a uh, Leviticus because that's very Old Testament. It's very, like, rules and laws. And, uh, of course, being uh, Christians under Jesus, of course, we always say, hey, we're under that new covenant, which means uh, those rules and laws are not how we get to where we need to be, which is mm-hmm. awesome. So it just kind of reminds me, uh, when I think about comparing it to the Bible, it reminds me that, um, thank goodness that I'm not dependent on laws and rules to get to heaven because yes. Jesus already made that path for me, thank goodness. That's right. Amen to that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, how do you feel feel about that, huh? How does it pertain to the Bible? Bible um, in your opinion. Um, all right. Y'all ready to jump in this train with me and go down this track? Yes, sir. Right. I am always okay. ready, so, Matt. All right. So you have your major uh, your major three, like, themes of the movie, which are incest, virgin sacrifice, and, like, drinking of white horse, um, which all are perversions of the, the biblical models of parenting. Like Jesus' virgin birth, the communion, communion, and the atoning of the blood of Christ. Yes. So, yeah. So it's in direct conflict on purpose to show that these creatures are not of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't really know if there's a morality lesson or a, or a you know or a right. a message here, but it's just. Very, very obvious. The major themes of the movie are perversions of what we follow as the the standards of Christianity. Yes, and and, that, and that's kind of like what I said too, because I really do yeah. think that's what Stephen King was trying to convey. Exactly. The, these people You're are right. not Christians. They are not of you know they they don't hold anything of value. I mean, just look at way. What's the easiest way to scare a Christian? Yeah, you know, put 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 them up against a creature that's everything they stand, you know, that their Bible stands against. Yep, that is so true. That is so true. So there's there's that there's that train of thought there Mm -hmm. for you. I loved it, Matt. I love it. That's so good. And Marlene, how about you, hon? Uh, do you have an opinion on um, how does it pertain to the Bible? Uh, 
only thing I could really come up with was, uh, yeah, honor your mother and father, but not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's for sure. You're so right on. Now that is funny. <laughs> That's deep and funny. I love it. <laughs> well, guys, I don't have any any more questions, but but I do have five fun facts to share, and all of these uh, facts are interesting, including the one where uh, Tabitha King was going to, you know, or she did write a sequel. That one, uh, that one was interesting as well. Um. My fun fact number one is, um, uh, now this is kind of funny, um, both director Mick Garris and Machin Amick, who plays Tanya, are allergic to cats. As revealed in the recent Shout Factory Blu-ray release, At, um, Amick didn't reveal this to anyone until uh, right as the film went into production. Uh, my fun fact number two is director Mick Garris was originally, oh, and this one is going to blow your minds because this blew my mind. Mick Garris was originally going to cast Julia Roberts for the role of Mary Brady. But she turned down. But she turned down the role because Roberts did not like the nature of this film. I can't say that I blame her, but also I can't even envision Julia Roberts playing this woman. Oh, I don't. It would have been a different film, that's for sure. That is for dang sure. And but, but I, I just don't see her being a insensual demon. I just don't see it, especially after she was on Steel Magnolias, because Steel Magnolias came right. out like three years before this movie, um, and she was some pretty woman. She, yeah, she couldn't even make me hate her when she was playing the evil queen in Mirror Mirror. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's not a role that would have fit with her. Uh, no, I, I mean she was. Um, what was her nickname? Uh, America's Sweetheart. Yeah. So, yeah, this would not have been becoming of her. No. Not really her style. Uh-uh. Not at all. And my fun fact number three is, according to director Mick Garris, and um, this is... Um, uh, one of the fun facts that we just went over. Um, according to director McGarris, Stephen King's wife, Tabitha King, uh, wrote a treatment for a sequel that would have involved a women's basketball team. Now, I don't... Uh, now, a basketball team, I don't think that would have been really catchy, in my opinion. I th yeah. I think she should have just went with Tanya and Clovis going around the globe searching for sleepwalkers. And then she eventually runs into one. 
I think maybe I, I could write this. Uh, maybe I should start writing this script. Do it, girl. Do it. <laughs> I just might, Matt. My goodness, I just might. I mean, here is, I mean, it could be like, let's see, that was 1992. It's 2021 now. So that's what, 19 years? Or, I mean, not 19, uh, 29 years, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, I mean, heck, it's working for Halloween. Um. My fun fact number four is the film was cut for an R-rated, uh, 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 an R rating. I'm sorry. Uh, um, after receiving four consecutive NC-17 ratings, oh, I wonder why. Uh, for, for but it was for violence. Actually, it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't read. It was for the sexual scenes or anything like that. Uh, it was for the violence. From the MPAA. There's quite a bit of, yeah, there's quite a bit of gore. Yes, yes, there was, especially for 1992. And among the violence cut was Charles, uh, Charles removing the corkscrew from his eye and Mary spitting out the fingers that she bit off the Captain's songs, which is the, um, um, uh, Captain Soames was uh, played by uh, the guy who we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I have a brain fart. Who was that guy we were talking about? What was his name? <laughs> yes. Yes. He played Captain Soames. And um, um, that was one of the scenes that they had to cut was when she bit off his hands. She was she spit them back out at him, but they cut that out yeah. completely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had a complete brain fart, guys. I could not think of Ron Perlman to save my life just now. Okay, it happened. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, my fun fact number five, the last fun fact is Rupert Wainwright was originally attached to direct Sleepwalkers but left the film and was replaced by Mick Garris, who had met with the studio, but he had been passed over in favor of Wainwright. But according to Garris, Wainwright had made changes to the script that the studio and Stephen King, who had director approval, uh, did not like. They didn't like the changes that he made. And King approved Garris as the director because he liked the movie Psycho 4, the beginning. Which I, I really like that movie too. I actually like I Psycho. Like, I, I actually like most of the, I think maybe all of the Psycho sequels. I, yeah, they were all good. Even Psycho 3 was really good. And now we yeah, move. I think is the one I like the most. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people like part two the best. A lot of people say part two was actually just as good, if not better, than the first one. I'd have to agree. Uh, And now we move on to the cast and crew that has passed on. Uh, 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 Let's see. One, two. We only have four. 
actually. Uh, um, and they're all be they're all from the cast of the movie. The crew is actually I, I found no deaths uh amongst the crew of this movie, but the cast, um four of them have gone on. Um Jim Haney, who plays Ira. He died on April 3rd, 2021, at the age of 81 years old. So he died this year. Uh, but it didn't it didn't tell me why he died or how he died. Uh, Glenn Shaddix, who played Mr. Fallow, uh, Mr. Fallows, aka Otho from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, he passed away on September 7th, 2010. He died of blood trauma to his head after he accidentally fell in his condo. Yeah, I forget to I forgot to write how old he was though, but I think he was only in his fifties. I think I'm not I'm not for sure, but I think he was in his fifties. He might have been in his late fifties. Uh, Toby Hooper, who who had a guest appearance, and I, I think we all forgot to mention that a lot of the horror directors had um, scenes in this movie. Uh, John Landis, Toby Hooper. Um, there was another one. Uh, aside from Stephen King, there was another one. I forget his name right now, but they all had. Um, Mark Hamill had a um, cameo. Uh, oh, yeah, he was in the very beginning. Yes. Like, one of the top mm-hmm. uh, in the opening. Yep. Right. Wait, what? How did I not catch that? Yeah, I had to look at uh-huh. it right at the beginning because I was like, is that Mark Hamill? I'd never known that. Oh, my God. Yep. I can't believe that. I'm the biggest Mark Hamill fan on the planet. Like, <laughs> I would legitimately almost leave my husband for him, and I cannot believe that. <laughs> Uh, uh, yep, he's uh, like Ben said, he's in the beginning, he's the cop that goes into the house, or one of the yeah, cops, probably the facial hair that threw y'all off, yeah, because he did have facial hair. <laughs> okay, now that I think about it and I'm picturing it, I'm like, oh, yep, yeah. because I kept thinking he looked familiar, but I just did not put that together. <laughs> yeah, it was him. Oh, and also, uh, Mick Garris's wife uh, plays a cameo too, Cynthia Cynthia Garris. I actually like her, and it re- kind of reminds me of um, Rob Zombie in a way because Rob Zombie always casts his wife in movies. The only difference is Cynthia Garris; she's a lot more wholesome, in my opinion. Well, who was she? Who uh, who did she play in the? Uh, the she film? she was Laura. She was the uh, the woman who uh, Andy was talking to uh, on his radio, and she was oh, like, okay. "Andy, what's going on?" And Horace too. She was talking to Horace as he uh, got stabbed with the corn. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yep. She's oh, like wow. almost in all of this movie. She was on the stand. Remember, she was um, the girl, she was Sue, uh, was he, what was her name? Sue something. But she was on The Stand. She was also on the remake of The Shining. 
as the uh, woman in um, in that room where Danny wasn't supposed yeah. to go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She played the um, that woman. And uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, Mick Garris just uses her a lot, you know. Kind uh, again, kind of like you know with um, uh, with Rob Zombie. And we just lost Christy because she's going to go see um, Halloween Kills. Oh, okay, awesome. I'm seeing it on Monday. Yes, uh, I'll be seeing it tomorrow. Can't wait. <laughs> Um, but, but, um, let me finish my, um, cast and crew that's passed on here. Uh, Toby Hooper, uh, he was the forensic tech and he passed away on August 26, 2017 at the age of 74 and he died of natural causes. Okay. And, uh, Ernie Lively, he plays the animal control officer. He passed away on June 3rd um, of this year as well, 2021, at the age of 74. So he was also wow. 74. So we got, I mean, we had like two die in this year alone in their 70s. Yeah. yeah. So. And now we wow. move. Yeah. Uh, now we move on to my grouper's reaction. Um and, and um, I asked um, my um, group, my horror movie, Warriors group, um, have you seen the 1992 horror movie, Sleepwalkers? And if you have, what did you think of it? And did you like it or hate it? And I only got one answer uh, from Chris Nucera, who was actually my guest last week on Phantasm. Uh, he said that he really did enjoy this movie. He really liked it. It's a good one. It's a fun one. It's a little it out is. there, but it's a lot of fun. It, it is. I mean, especially for what it was. I mean, you have the thing. This was back in 1992. So, it, I mean, back in those standards, yeah, it was kind of scary. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. But, um, well, guys, this... Um, it's the end of my podcast. And I just thank you guys for being here. Uh, uh, I am sorry we lost Christy, but I know that she's having a good time being scared. So, so, uh, but uh, next week, I am going to um, start my Halloween weekend. Uh, uh, fr- Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you guys will get a scary movie those nights. Um, I believe awesome. next week I am doing um, on Friday what am I doing on Friday? I forget what I'm doing on Friday but I know on Saturday I'm doing The Grudge and on Sunday I'm doing The Thing but I forget what I'm doing on Friday. <laughs> Uh, Which Grudge from the nineties or I mean the early two thousands or the one that just came out? Huh? Which Grudge are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm doing the one, uh, the one with Sarah Michelle Geller. I want to say oh, that's okay. the two thousand one. I think that came out yeah, in yeah. back, yeah, like a two thousand, two thousand one, somewhere in there. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing that one. 
Um, and on Sunday, like I like I said, I'm doing the thing. Friday is Friday the one I I can't remember what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> but um, but I'll it'll be on the group page. Uh, and speaking of my group page, listeners, if you guys have not joined Horror Movie Warriors yet, what are you waiting on? We want you guys to to come and join us and have. Uh, have a blast talking about your favorite scary movies and and uh, uh, we have funny memes and, and it's just a good time and Marlene is a part of the group and and Matt is an admin of my group so yes. come on and join us um and um oh yeah I do want to talk about my PayPal account as well. Um, if you guys enjoy, you know, uh, listening to my podcast, if I entertain you in any way, and you guys want to leave a tip for me, you guys most certainly can. Um, uh, nothing is too big and nothing is too small. Uh, my, uh, you can go through my PayPal account, which is carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. Again, that's carterlatrice126 at gmail.com and well that's it guys i marlene and matt thank you guys so much for being here uh, oh absolutely yes you guys know how much i adore you and uh marlene you, girl you have got to sign on for more uh podcasts i i, oh, I, I definitely want to for sure i i i love having you on um and just to let you guys know, I am going to um, uh, put my um, uh, season 17 uh, schedule up on the group page on November the 1st. So you guys want to um, watch out for that, especially if you guys want to be a guest on my podcast. Now, I don't think I have ever asked uh, my listeners if you guys, if you guys ever want to be a guest. And if you do, you guys can contact me on my email, uh, b- via email. Uh, again, my email address is carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. Or just shoot me a message through Messenger. Or just come on and join the group page, Horror Movie Warriors. Uh, I, I will always yes. get back to you. Come do it. What are you waiting for? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I see what you did there. That says, um, I know what you did last summer screen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you, for, thank you for getting that. <laughs> yes, I sure did. I sure did. Oh, and, and before I leave, you guys do know that the series came out tonight, right? Oh, oh yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, oh, I'm, the, I know what you did last summer series came out tonight on Prime. Uh, what, is, what is it on? Prime. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out. Yep. I'll be checking it out on Sunday. Very cool. Yes, I will. I'll probably watch it tonight. Yep. Well, guys, until next Friday, um, this has been Latrice Carter, Matt Lett. And Marlene Miller and Christy, uh, Christy Escu Morris. I'm going to say goodbye for her. Uh, uh, 
like I said, she's having a good old time watching Halloween Kills right now. I'm about to be I'm about to be there myself tomorrow. So <laughs> well, guys, have a great night and we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs>